1: It's easy to sign up and the process is automated so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com
0: and use code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code D-I-J-F-Y for 10% off today. Okay, friends, listen up. We're getting straight to the point with this one. We know how
1: to make your holiday shopping way easier. We know that sounds like a big promise, but just like you all, we're busy and the holiday season can be overwhelming. We'd never tease you with a big promise like that and not deliver. So grab your holiday list, count the number of kids that you want to
0: gift, and head to KiwiCo.com. You've heard us talking about how much we and our kids love KiwiCo, and this holiday season, we're getting serious with you. It's time to place some orders.
1: KiwiCo's fun-filled monthly crates include everything needed for screen-free, hands-on enrichment. They bring together creative play, STEM, geography, and even cooking activities in a line of subscription options for everyone from babies to toddlers and teens 16 and older. KiwiCo crates make amazing gifts for the kids in your life, including your own.
0: You know that we're partial to cooking. Lately, our families can't get enough of KiwiCo's yummy crate which delivers high-quality kitchen tools, three recipes, and two projects every month geared towards kids ages 6 to 14. And before each crate arrives, you also get a shopping list that includes alternative ingredients to accommodate different diets from
1: vegetarian to vegan. But fear not if cooking isn't the thing that will spark excitement for the kids in your life. Through different seasons our kids have loved the Kiwi crate, Atlas crate and Tinker crate, just to name a few. So be sure to check out all of KiwiCo's lines. There's something for every kid.
0: So go now. I mean, keep listening to (laughs) us while you holiday shop. Didn't I Just Feed You listeners get 50% off their first month plus free shipping with the
1: code D-I-J-F-Y at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. And KiwiCo is the perfect gift for last minute
0: gifting too. No shipping or wrapping required.
1: when the food is great, it's great. And you remember, but the real thing that makes the memory is having this good time with your family. Welcome to
0: Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids.
1: Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. I know you guys think you know what's about to happen. You think that we're going to go on and on and say, like, oh, join our community. There's a free section. And if you can support us, there's supporting memberships and you can get all these cool things. And don't worry if you can't support us. Nope, that's not what's happening. We're switching it up. You guys, we do want all of that. We do want you to check out our community. But instead of us telling you how good it is, we got the most amazing email with a voice file from one of our community members. And she basically gave us a voice review. And we're not even going to play the whole thing for you. But if you've ever considered being a part of our community, even just the free section, listen to what Shelly has to say about the value that Didn't I Just Feed You brings to her life.
2: Hey, this is Shelly coming to you from California. I'm a supporting member of Didn't I Just Feed You and a huge fan of their podcast. Um, Growing up, my family never cooked. My mom knew how to make toast and reservations, and that was it. So as my baby got a little bit older and became a toddler, and I started learning about nutrition and kids, I suddenly realized that I was going to have to learn how to cook, or we were just going to keep eating fast food all the time. So the last two years, I have really relied on Didn't I Just Feed You, the podcast and the community, as I have learned how to cook. And honestly, it's just been amazing. Amazing. I've gotten cooking tips, meal planning advice, a ton of recipe ideas, as well as just a lot of connection with people in the members community. So I have a good amount of recipes in rotation. I know how to meal plan now. I have a meal planning app that was recommended to me from one of the other listeners in the community. Um, All this stuff is stuff that seemed impossible to me a couple years ago. And I just cannot thank Megan and Stacy enough.
0: Shelly, we love you so much. Thank you for being so part much. of our community. I know we said we weren't going to ramble on, but just a reminder that we have a giveaway going on in the free part of our community. So head to com backslash community. Sign up. We just need your email. That post will be pinned to the top of the community. Follow the instructions, enter, and you could win a whole year of membership, which includes bonus episodes, our recipe archive, and more. Okay. It's like the end of the year. And we're going to talk about everything delicious that we eat. Every single morsel. Every crumb. You have to list them off. I don't because even you have remember my children's, children's name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I can't believe you're not mentioning that this is episode 222. And we're doing a 2022 year in review. Weird. Spooky. I love it. In a good way. I love it, too. I don't too. think it's spooky.
0: I love numerology. I think it's like... It means it's going to be a really good episode. Yes, I don't
1: know. I'm here for it. That's what I think. But whatever, I like it. I'm gonna go with it.
0: We we've done like best of episodes before, and that can be kind of boring if you're a loyal listener. We've had so many what we're cooking and eating now episodes. I can't believe we added that this year. Yeah, and so now we've done. They're a hit. And how many of them have we done? If we've done two a month, like 24. 24 that. Is that the math? Something like You're that. you
1: numerology person.
0: <laughs> said that. I should have never said that. Uh, <laughs> but this is not this is not a what we're cooking and eating now. But no. I think it's like a cool way to look back on the year. You know that I sort of love Jenny Rosenstretch. Is that her name? Why only sort of Megan?
1: You said I sort of love her. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like anytime there. I say
0: I love someone. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. This is like a revealing of Stacey and I's dynamic. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, did you see this post from so-and-so? Or like, I like this book from so-and-so. And then later, Stacey will reference it and she'll be like, I know how much you love Dan <laughs> Pelosi. I'm trying <laughs> to, like take in. <laughs> I'm taking you in. I'm seeing you. <laughs> I'm seeing all of you. <laughs> It's also a very mom move that you're like, oh, remember, you love this. You're outwardly acknowledging that you see me. So that's why I say I sort of love Jenny Rosenstrach. She used to and probably still does like keep a dinner journal, like everything Mm -hmm. she cooked or ate like for year for like years and years and years. And I always think that's very admirable. And aside from like. My planner that I write down what we are planning to eat, or like my notes doc, where I sometimes write down what we're planning to eat. I don't necessarily keep track of like everything I've eaten in a year. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like actually a very cool way to do like a year in review and talk about some of the delicious things that we've cooked and eaten this year.
1: I love that we do what we're cooking and eating now because I think those episodes are going to serve as our diary. We're going to be old one day. And we're going to be like, remember when we had to cook for those kids all the time? And like, we can hear every week. We can also hear our energy around it. And like some weeks we're like, oh, like I just threw this together, (laughs) like nuggets and bag salad again. And other weeks, like you can tell that we're inspired by the season or just by feeling rested or, you know, I don't know. It's kind of fun. But this is what really like stands out to us. First of all, we're definitely going to miss some things that were great. So it's still worth going back and listening to a lot of those cooking and eating now episodes, especially when you're feeling uninspired or overwhelmed like holiday season and you just need some easy weeknight cooking mojo just to like power you through the season because you really want to put your energy into whatever it is, like whatever your holiday traditions are. But we could still go over a lot. So should we kind of cap it? Like, what are the, yeah, like five things that you cooked this year that you just like love and you want to remember to keep making?
0: Yes. And then because we want to add that, like a little bit of inspiration, do you think we could also each shout out like two or three meals that we ate out? Yes. That either like it inspired us in some way that might, I don't know, give us a little mojo, yeah. especially going into the holidays or like even in January. Okay. So I'm going to make, you go first. Oh, why? Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, I'm just kidding. The I way go you looked first. at me, I was like, do but, like, it. <laughs> let's start with favorite things we cooked. How about this? I know one that we both have on our list. Speaking of Dan Pelosi, Dan Pelosi's vodka sauce is a recipe that we both cooked and loved this year. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 I think that's a great recipe. There's something really, there's something about, gosh, because I haven't made it in a little while, so I don't remember if it's like the amount of pasta cooking water that he puts in in the cooking time. I just remember that there's one little piece of the recipe that feels like a little bit of an extra step, not in terms of effort, but in terms of time, that made a much bigger difference to the end result than I expected, even as someone who's made vodka sauce before. It was great.
0: Also. There's vodka
1: and heavy cream, so like I mean, yeah, and tomatoes. Can't go wrong, and a pasta. Okay, okay. So this is a little bit of a weird one, but I made toasted coconut rice with bok choy and fried eggs <laughs> not too long ago. I think I made it at the end of the summer is when I mentioned it, but it was so easy that sometimes I'm going to admit when I make those really, really easy recipes, I'm a little bit underwhelmed because by now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm someone who's like, I want every meal to be like delicious and great. <laughs> like, that's like where I come from. And sometimes I'm like, OK, great. Like rice and eggs is good, but that's Isaac and Oliver food. I want something more. And this was actually so simple. It just came out Fantastic. The rice didn't call for coconut milk. And I was like, "Ugh, just coconut oil. Like, how am I going to get that coconutty flavor that I'm craving? But from top to bottom, it was easy. It all went into like the bok choy went into the same pot as the rice. You just fry some eggs. It was great.
0: Will you tell us where it's from? If someone hasn't listened to the what we're cooking and eating now, it's helpful to yeah, know. Where absolutely. And we'll too. put the
1: links in the show notes too. But this one is New York Times cooking. Okay. Love it. And it's by Genevieve Coe, by the way, who is also a former guest. Of yes. We had, our own we had her on last fall. We had her on last fall. And actually another one of the recipes on my list is Eric Kim, who's also writes for the New York Times and was also a guest on the show. His sheep pan bibimbap. And this one probably people could have predicted because I think we've mentioned it a thousand times. <laughs> like a thousand times. Th- <laughs> There's like a whole thread in the listeners group about it. Eric's recipe even inspired one of our recipes and we'll put a link for that too just in case that feels like easier or something that might be more appealing to your family because it pretty much the base is his concept for crisping rice on a sheet pan in the oven and it's so great
0: which is a technique everyone like needs if you're totally a busy home cook yes totally
1: Spicy bulgogi ribeye with rice cakes, which is my recipe, but in all fairness, really gets its kick and its flavor from an sum packet. But I made it. I loved it. I posted it about it so much that Omsum got in touch and asked me to like develop the recipe formally for them. So you can find the recipe on the Omsum site and we'll link to it, too but it's so great. The rice cakes, Korean rice cakes, the chewy deliciousness of them. You can get them either in cylinders or sliced like ovals. One of my favorite textures, the omsom sauce gives it all the flavor. We have very thinly cut ribeye, which makes it meaty and good. And my kids love it. It's really great. And then my fifth, get a load of this. It's a baking recipe. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm clapping. So (laughs) I think it's because I was surprised. It sticks out in my mind because my kids, too, we were all really surprised at just how great it turned out. It's a recipe from Snackable Bakes. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to find a link to it, you guys, but maybe we can reach out to Jessie, who has also been a guest. And didn't I just feed you and see if she can allow us to post the recipe in our recipe section? I'll look into that that for everybody. That'd be great. But it's her lemon recipe, but I actually had oranges on hand that I needed to get rid of. So I just literally swapped freshly squeezed orange juice for lemon juice that I had, you know, used a sieve to collect the pulp. I just filtered it and it was so easy. You know, a lot of times lemon bars, it's like the egg yolk and the curd and it feels like it takes a lot of steps. She really collapsed the recipe into as few steps as possible. It comes together so easily. They were delicious. They were a fantastic texture. Everybody thought they were great, great, great.
0: And that's like a prime, it's a prime time right now to make those. Oh, yeah. Because there's so much citrus. Yes. I'm so excited to make
1: them again. And I think the orange came out really good. There was, it was a little creamsicle-y, but a little bit more tart than that. I might make it with oranges again. Like Forever everybody loves it. No. Yeah, like it for you. So those are my five. Do you want to do your five and then we'll talk restaurant food?
0: Yes, I love that. I also think it's so sweet that you're like, oh, my own recipe, because like I have a ton of our recipes <laughs> and my own recipes on my list. First would be a shout out to our chicken nugget salad, which we wrote about for Epicurious and we. Like, gave them a recipe and gave them several ideas, Mm -hmm. too, for, like, how to riff on it. And you said you mentioned the, like, frozen nuggets and bag salad at the top of the episode. So we can't not not. have it on the list. It remains a tried-and-true staple in my house.
1: And also that article specifically really does give, like, there's, like, a Nashville hot chicken version. There's chicken and waffles version. Like, there are a lot of versions. And we change up what's in the salad and also the dressing. So if the idea sounds drab to you, just like straightforward, urgent food, the kind of food that you need to just like make urgently and be done with dinner, please take a look at that article because there's some really yeah, like, fun inspiration be. there and it's really delicious.
0: Yes. Um, another one of my own recipes, but from when I worked at Kitchen, Mississippi pot roast, I like kind of forgot about. And then I made it once in the beginning of fall it might have even been like back to school time which is still like actually summer mm-hmm. here but it was just so good and i forgot how great it was and i i think a few people in our listeners group now have like added it to their meal plans it's a slow cooker recipe it's like five or six ingredients you dump it all in there set it and forget it and it's so good dump it, dump it. <laughs> but i will never call it a dump dinner i pinky promise
1: <laughs> okay what else <laughs> that is a delicious recipe
0: Yes. Okay. No three
1: because you also did Grossi Pelosi's vodka sauce.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Shoot.
0: <laughs> well, then I'm just going to do like a special shout out to Sushi Ritos because that was like a fun project cooking thing that I did with my kids this summer. We have a kiddo who loves sushi. And instead of like buying the mats and all the things to make sushi rolls, you buy like nice fish and veggies and nori and rice and you make like burritos or like hand rolls with the sushi and i think i complain when i mentioned it in the what we're cooking eating now episode i was like it's actually like a lot of prep but i think that you could do it in a faster way by like buying smoked salmon instead of Mm -hmm. fresh salmon and just Mm -hmm. letting it be kind of like crumbled Or buying, like, already shredded carrots or even slaw instead of, like, individually shredding all of the things that we put in there. Like, Sushi Ritos are definitely on my list to make again at some point. Either in, like, the new year or when we're, like, in the midst of break from school and everyone's bored. Because it's a little bit fun to get everyone involved. Okay, then, shoot, I I can only have one more. I would probably say... Our sheet pan sausage and cabbage recipe, mm-hmm. which I think I love because it's like a little nostalgic because we use kielbasa sausage on mm-hmm. it, which my mom bought and cooked a lot of kielbasa when I was a kid. And then I love that it was like a collaborative thing between the two of us. Like you were already kind of cooking a sausage and cabbage thing. And and then we were talking about, like, how can you make a mustard sauce or, like, make something with an empty bottle of mustard that's not just a vinaigrette? And that we, you made this, like, mustard cream sauce that's so, so good that goes on top of it. And I love that it's a
1: sheet pan meal. Totally. All of our choices are really good for this time of year, too. That's, I feel like, just coincidental. It is coincidental. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's great. Like, these are recipes you can, like, fully act on. Things are in, in season. They're cozy. I love that. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go away. There's so much more to come.
0: Stacy, this year, fall and winter mean back to the classroom, sports, after school activities, and even fall and winter holidays. Masks optional. So more than ever, I'm looking to do all that I can to keep my kids' immunity
1: boosted. I am right there with you. These days, staying well is not just about keeping our kids and their communities safe. It's also about keeping things running smoothly, to be honest. Having the sniffles can cause confusion and stress, disruption, so vitamins are an especially important part of our routine.
0: That's why I couldn't be more thrilled that Haya Health is back as a Didn't I Just Feed You sponsor. We were introduced to Haya's chewable children's vitamins last year, and they quickly became our favorite.
1: And it's no wonder that they did. Hiya Vitamins are made with a blend of 12 farm-fresh fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more.
0: And the best part is that they are made with zero sugar. Did you know that typical children's vitamins are filled with as much as two teaspoons of sugar, a bunch of chemicals, and other stuff that many parents try to avoid? None of that is found in Hiya Vitamins. It's
1: also hard to beat their convenience. Haya Vitamins come straight to your door with a pediatrician recommended schedule. The first month comes with a reusable glass bottle that your kids can personalize with stickers. Then every month thereafter, Haya sends a no plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins.
0: Good for the planet, no sugar, non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and my kids like them. What's not to love?
1: We've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. Receive 50% off your first order at HayaHealth.com D-I-J-F-Y.
0: This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com D-I-J-F-Y and get your kids the full body nourishment they need. Last year, both Stacy and I discovered Nutrafol, a supplement that supports healthy hair growth by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism.
1: We've been so thrilled with the results that in 2022, we want to make sure every woman knows about Nutrafol, because as it turns out, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair.
0: Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through seasons when hair loss and thinning are normal, like postpartum and premenopausal, and all the times in between.
1: In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, and more than 1,500 doctors recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair.
0: Most importantly, Nutrafol is 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals and consistently effective dosages, so you get the most reliable results.
1: And major bonus, you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and my favorite, better skin and nails.
0: No matter your stage in life or whether you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, hormonal changes, over or some other reason, there's a Nutrafol product for you. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for personalized product recommendations.
1: Grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code D-I-J-F-Y to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus get free shipping on every order. That's
0: $15 off at neutrafool.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot promo code D-I-J-F-Y.
1: We talked about some of the best things you cooked for just like regular weeknight family dinners. Hit us up with three great meals you ate out or at someone's house. I don't know. I'm glad you said someone's house.
0: So one thing that was really fun that I got to do this year in Chattanooga is a hot dog crawl. And that was like a day of like going around mm-hmm. to different, which if you're a longtime listener, mm-hmm. you know that I am have long been a hot dog hater to Stacey's hot dog lover. <laughs>
1: I say, I mean, oh, I, I am like to eat like dog one dog or lover. two hot dogs
0: a year. You hot dog
1: lover. I feel like we need to make a t-shirt out of that.
0: I am your yes. hot dog lover.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we went on a hot dog crawl and- And it was really only like three hot dog restaurants, not even hot dog restaurants, but like they had hot dogs on the menu. Some of them, one was like a barbecue place. One was a bar that they primarily serve like hot dogs and pretzels and stuff. But it's like actually a really nice bar Mm -hmm. in a hotel. And then one is actually a hot dog place called Miss Griffin's. And it looks very like hole in the wall. But I still think think
1: about that hot dog. Tell us what was special. Was it the dog itself or how they dressed it? It was the dog
0: itself because snappy, I think juicy. we got like a Cincinnati style mm-hmm. where it had like chili and cheese and like chopped mm-hmm. onions on it. And and Brian and I split that because it was the first hot dogs stop. And I fully regret all of that. I wish I just got the hot dog and did it like hot dog bun mustard, which is my favorite way to eat a hot dog because it was a snappy mm. hot dog. It was a juicy hot dog. It was lightly s- Spiced, but there was like lots of good celery oh, flavor coming through me. in the hot dog itself, and like with a crispy Coca Cola. Mm. Oh, that was so I. Good. I'm literally like, should I drive to Miss Griffin's right now? Do I have time before I have to pick the kids up? Was it
1: on the griddle or do they grill it? I like a griddled dog.
0: I th- yeah, it's yeah. a
1: griddle that they cook everything on. Yeah.
0: And it's like, you know, it's like it's tiny. Mm-hmm. There's like four tables in there and they're like the old cafeteria style. I, it's like the perfect hot dog spot, in my opinion. OK, two other meals. OK, um, this is hard for me, I think, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, our whole trip to L.A. is very memorable from a food
1: standpoint. We ate so well. We did a whole What We're Cooking and Eating Now on it.
0: Yeah, we did. I remember we had a really good meal at Grandmaster Records, but I don't really remember. And it's not even like we drank a lot. It's just yeah, like my brain. Totally. I don't really remember what we ate. But if I was going to pick one meal, it's we <laughs> ate at Felix Tattoria in Venice Beach. And it's purely because they have a little pasta room. Okay. This is pre The Bear, the Bear <laughs> Show totally. on Netflix too. That's a really too. good point. They have a little, a little pasta room, and they sat us right in front of it, so it's like glass on all sides. And inside is just <laughs> the finest specimen of a man. Tattoos on his arms. Chefy <laughs> guy just ever so gently <laughs> and precisely just caressing every single piece of pasta that we ate. And it was really
2: it was. hot we, it was just hot we really had a hard time and we were focusing. talking about it
0: to each other i we're pretty sure he could hear us <laughs> but also our waiter made it seem like maybe he they were they were couples or yeah waiter, I like the tell. two of them yeah it was just like um and also the pasta was really good and i, I was remember excellent. we drank really wonderful wine that night too yeah
1: that was yes. a great meal that was a it was just a great time. I just remember having, being several glasses of wine in and, be, and waving goodbye to him, like, goodbye, lost lover. Glowing, yes, <laughs> glowing kisses. Oh, we my had God. A, we had one night. That <laughs> <laughs> was so, eating your such pasta. a good Yes, yeah, such
0: a good meal. Okay, and then last one. This is going to be terrible because I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but... My brother graduated from Cal Poly Yay! this June, which was like very exciting. And he took us to his favorite Indian restaurant in San Luis Obispo. And we just had like the best meal. Oh. Like, we just, I feel like we ordered everything and everything was really good. And he has a half brother who lives like in Orange County who came down to visit with like one of his friends who had never had Indian food. And it was like so, so fun. To be like, here, try this, try this, try this. And also, just that it was like my brother and my older sister and my mom, like all together. That's like my most core cool little family.
1: Oh, Megan, that's like what the whole show is about. Yeah, but like the things it? you remember. It's definitely like the food is when the food is great, it's great and you remember. But the real thing that makes the memory is like having this good time with your family. Yes. I love that. Okay,
0: what about you? I need to know if Hot Chef Guy is also on your <laughs> list. He is, but since you said it, I'm going
1: to I'm gonna bring up something else that we okay, ate good. in Los Angeles. We went to a place called Bottega Louie mm. in downtown LA. I think they might have more than one location though. Either way, we went for like, it was like a weird late breakfast, early lunch kind of thing. And there was... A, It was just burrata and strawberries. I don't know how else it was described, but something about it really like caught us, caught our eye. we were like, oh, that sounds interesting. I feel like there was something else. Was it Calabrian chili or something? There was something that seemed like an interesting combination. Wait, was it strawberries?
0: We did. We riffed on it. We had like a strawberry panzanella that was inspired by it. But I feel like, was it mango? Yes, maybe it was mango. And then there was like red onion and chili. So you're like, how is this like sweet and spicy all together? And I'm
1: going to tell you that we're not just unprepared. I did look on their menu in preparation for this episode and it doesn't seem to be there anymore. So it was probably a seasonal thing. Either way, it was so freaking delicious. It was so, so good. It was just burrata and very like beautifully, like very French, like perfectly diced, I guess it was mango and like it had a little fresh fruity jus kind of thing. Like in between, it wasn't like a heavy vinaigrette, but it was just like a little thin dressing of deliciousness and a little bit of spice. It was so good. So that was one of my favorite things. There's another restaurant that I remember the name of. I don't remember the specifics of the meal. They also changed their menu seasonally. I looked It's a whole completely different menu, but there's a place, a little place in Hudson, New York called, uh, little Deb's Oasis. It's a restaurant that's not too far from where our country house is. And I've been wanting to go, but I always cook a lot and the kids never want to go out to dinner and whatever. It's just like never was happening. And also stuff upstate is like, closed usually like sunday through wednesday because there aren't enough people and then it's really really busy like thursday through sunday so it just like wasn't working out then we had friends come up and visit and we're like oh we have to go to this place let's just go it's casual it's kind of like pan latin but it just is supposed to be good they have a cookbook coming out soon actually so i'll find it and link to that we sat down And all of us, like, I can't explain it. One of the dishes is called like the plateau typical. And it's literally like garlicky greens, black beans, rice. And we were all like, holy why are these greens the best greens we've ever had? Everything was so good. Our friends were like, that's like the best meal we've had all year long. Absolutely fantastic. So big shout out to them. And if you don't live near Hudson, New York, maybe grab their cookbook, which is going to be coming out. I don't know when actually I have to look it up. It'd be great to have them on. That'd be really cool. We'd love that. Oh, and then there's two other things that come to mind uh, and I have to choose. You don't have to choose. Give them to us because I want
0: to shout out one baking recipe I made this fall. Okay,
1: cool. So in Amsterdam this summer, we went to a restaurant called Blue Pepper, restaurant Blue Pepper. And it's an Indonesian restaurant And in Amsterdam, they have traditional Indonesian meals like fixed price meals. There's actually a word, a Dutch word for it that I don't remember. But at this place, we had a couple of Indonesian meals and it was all delicious. But this place had the most delicious spicy beef stew that I literally think about all the time. So good. Like, like the hot dog. Yes. It was like the hot dog. <laughs> and, and then I was like, everything we it was good. But I was like, I wish like I could every meal of the tasting meal. I just want like another portion of this stew. And then the last restaurant that I went to that I really liked is right in New York City. Laser Wolf, Chef Michael Solomonov, who's famous for his restaurants in Philadelphia. He does, I think, Federal Donuts. He does... Uh, his main restaurant is Zahav. He focuses on Israeli cuisine and I think foods of the Jewish diaspora, but mostly around uh, like Israeli food. He opened a place in Brooklyn called Laser Wolf that is so good. Basically, you get I forget what the dish is called, but like you can get it in Israel, just like a big dish with a whole bunch of little like tasting things like pickled cabbage and hummus and you know, like a little bean dish and everybody just picks from it and you just get that. Like, I don't know if it changes. It's so hard to get a reservation. I just lucked out one day and got one. So I don't know if he changes what's in that dish night by night or if that's a fixture, but you just automatically get that for the table. And then you just pick a protein that comes out like on skewers, like on the grill and I got grilled fish that they deboned and came with fresh herb deliciousness, something like a chimichurri, and it was fantastic. It was so good, and I want to eat that way all the time. Just like a whole bunch of little things, you know what I mean? Like fresh pita bread and hummus and like all these different salads and then some grilled fish. So good.
0: I love that that's on your list, and I think about like the logistics of if you could, if time was no object, you would like make all these little dishes all the time and like make fresh pita or fresh bread. And it also like makes me think of your, the way that you approach life which and eating, which is like you just want every yes. bite to be delicious <laughs> and having like all these little totally. bites. Totally, totally. I don't know. I thought you were, would maybe put Mike's birthday dinner on your list, because oh, I Mike's feel birthday like- birthday
1: dinner was really good. It was really good. To me, that night is really about, I mean, I don't really remember the food, but it was delicious. But that was such a lovely, special night. We just had a really great time. It was his 50th birthday party. It was also like in a weird moment of COVID where everybody was like, yay, COVID's better. We can have some parties. Like, let's keep them kind of small, but it's cool. And then literally (laughs) it was like, COVID is spiking. Please go back to wearing your masks. Yeah. And a lot of our friends in our age group had college graduations or even high school graduations. And people were like, we can't get sick at a party and then like yeah. miss our kids high school or college graduation. So it was a little bit of a weird moment, but we made it work.
0: Yeah. But you also put like so much thought into that, too. And and like one of my favorite things to do with you is like brainstorm menus, even if it's just like recipes mm-hmm. for our um recipe archive members or we've done some like past bonus episodes where we've helped create like holiday menus and so it was like fun to to work with you while that was going on and didn't you do a very cool thing with wi- like wine gifts yeah. as the favor yeah,
1: totally so the menu you know why it also probably doesn't stick with me mike picked the menu and not that he, he made okay. different choices than I, I mean like we mostly agree But I do feel like it was more like his menu than mine, which is the way it should have been. But the wine thing was really cool. So Mike collects records and is a music geek aficionado, like across all these different genres. And I follow this woman online called The Collectress. And she had started a business this year of trying to... I don't know if decolonized is the right word, but I think that's pretty much what it is, how people think about and talk about wine and access to wine. So, you know, it's a very like highbrow, wealthy, white world. And she feels like the language of wine really lines up beautifully with the language of music and that that makes it really accessible. It's like, how does this make you feel? What does it evoke? what do you experience when you sip wine versus when you listen to music you love? And she's very, very into music. And so I reached out to her and I was like, you know, my husband's a music lover, a record collector. If I give you our playlist for the night, can you pick a wine and like, can we like tell a story somehow together? And so we went back and forth a whole bunch and Mike ended up picking a whole bunch of albums from the that were released the year he was born. And it was like a David Bowie album of Rolling Stones out, like a lot of like cool classic stuff. And they worked that way. And it was really cool. And so we had this wine gift and this letter about her and how she picked the wine. And she basically paired the wine with the music. It was awesome. I love that so much. It was really good. yeah,
0: And also just like, I'm trying to, I'm thinking back on our year of working together. And that was one of the things that stuck out, like how fun that was. It was really
1: fun. Ashton Berry is her name. Her handle is The Collectress. If you want to find her on Instagram.
0: And we'll link to her in show notes. Yeah, yeah. So what about you? You wanted to before we go. Okay, my one last thing, because I was thinking about how you included a baking recipe and how I didn't, although to be fair, cooking and baking are two separate things. so we said the best things you cooked this year. I'm not throwing you under the bus, I'm just uh, giving myself an excuse this fall i did I baked along with bake off, and that was really fun, like a good stretch yes. of what I would normally bake. yeah, but in the middle of it, my former colleague at kitchen and one of the friends one of our friends of the show, Jesse Shevchak, Wrote this apple cider donut rice crispy treat recipe for
1: food 52. Yeah.
0: And I couldn't buy the ingredients and make it fast enough. Like, I literally yes. think he they released it one day, and that by the next afternoon, I had made that. And it was just the kind of thing where you're like, okay, it's not real, like, it's going to taste like a rice crispy treat. Like, it's not really going to taste like an apple cider donut. But you guys, I was absolutely floored oh. because it does taste like an apple cider donut and you do like a cinnamon sugar topping mm-hmm. on it. So it gives even that feel like, you know, when you eat like hot apple cider donut and like there's like the cinnamon yes. sugar on the outside, like sticking to your fingers. It was like 100 percent that. <gasps> oh, my God. I want to make them even, right now. OK, technically, that's also not baking. That's like a stovetop recipe. But I think it would be really good. Like this time of year, maybe even part of like your Thanksgiving spread as like a fun, easy little treat. I'm just saying. I love it. I'm just saying. Okay, you know what you know who else we want to hear what their favorite thing they cooked and ate this year was? Our friends in our listeners' community.
1: Okay, so let's take our conversation there. We hope you've joined us in our community. If not, remember you can join for free at didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. Or if you want those bonus episodes, other goodies, our recipe archive, join our supporting community. There are, what, like four or five different options? So different price ranges, different bonus stuff. Check it out. And
0: don't forget, we have that giveaway going on through the end of the year. We're giving away a full year's membership with all the bells and whistles to a few of the people in our free community. Also, find us on Instagram, where we are at didn't I just feed you. Keep in touch by signing up for our newsletter. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Getzik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy.
1: Stay sane and well fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.